0: Welcome to Bethany Lutheran in Warren, Oregon. Today I'm preaching on John chapter 16, verses 12 through 22, which read, This is Jesus speaking. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. A little while, and you will see me no longer. And again, a little while, and you will see me. Then some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying to us, A little while, and you will no longer see me, and again a little while, and you will see me? And because I am going to the Father, they said, What does does he mean by this, a little while? We do not know what he's talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, Are you discussing among yourselves what I meant when I said, A little while and you will no longer see me, and again a little while and you will see me? Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn, but the world will rejoice. You will have pain, but your pain will turn into joy. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her hour has come. But when her child is born, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy of having brought a human being into the world. So you have pain now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. My husband Keith had been in the military for seven years when it was time for a family overseas assignment. We received orders for Spain and we began the planning for this major move, I thinned out our household belongings and then sorted what to pack in the suitcases, what to ship, and what to put into long-term storage. Keith got the military orders, travel documents, medical records, and military passports, and arranged for the household and car shipments. We all got vaccinations and I picked up a sedative for the dog. We sold our house, packed our bags, said our goodbyes, and drove from Cheyenne, Wyoming to Dover, Delaware to drop off the car for shipment and catch our flight to Saragossa, Spain. When we arrived in country at 10.30 at night, someone from Keith's new squadron was waiting for us at the Saragossa airport to take us to our hotel. For months, I had been practicing my high school Spanish and reading about the area where we would be living. Keith's squadron sent pamphlets and advice so we would be prepared. We had our pesetas, a map, and a Spanish-English dictionary. We were prepared for our new life, and yet we were not prepared. I had trouble getting milk for my toddler's bedtime bottle in a Spanish hotel at midnight. Where would I go to buy diapers and a potty training chair the next day? The next morning, my husband's first sergeant's wife showed up at the hotel to spend the day helping us get around and find the things we needed. Sherry devoted a lot of time over the next few weeks helping us get acclimated. Once we had our basic life set up and running smoothly, Sherry and her husband helped us spread our wings and start traveling. First in the city, then day trips, And finally, weekend outings into neighboring countries. They taught us where it was safe to travel and where not to go, where it was safe to eat, where to get a good deal when shopping, what was considered bad manners. They kept us from being led astray. They taught us how to live a full and exciting life while in a foreign country. They were able to do this for us because someone had done it for them when they were new in the country. John chapter 16, verse 13. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Jesus had been teaching and preparing his disciples for his departure for weeks now. He's down to his last few hours with them when he tells them that it is now time for him to go. Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Does this sound a bit patronizing? Think about it. The disciples cut Jesus off when he tried to tell them that he would soon be put to death. They had trouble understanding that everyone was welcome to be a follower of Jesus. They believed that some were more worthy than others. They were full of bravado and short on courage. Could they handle hearing that they too would be persecuted repeatedly? Could Peter handle that he also would be crucified? Could John handle knowing that he would be boiled in oil? They were not ready for the whole truth. It is like children in Sunday school. We do not explain the details of Good Friday's crucifixion to the young children. They are not ready for it. They need to hear that Jesus is all about love. The rest will come later. A parent does not discuss balancing a checkbook and dating decorum with a first grader. My friend Sherry did not show me where to buy handmade leather boots when I needed diapers for the baby. And so Jesus said that the Spirit of Truth will guide you into all the truth, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. For example, the disciples did not know some of the customs and commands among the Jews would be fulfilled by the person and work of Jesus and no longer be binding under the new covenant the disciples did not know that god would bring gentiles into the new covenant community as equal partners without first becoming jews they did not know that the holy spirit would guide men to format the new testament the spirit continues to guide us today into deeper understanding but is not handed to us on a magic platter. We have access to the truth of Jesus through Holy Scripture, but we are responsible to open the Bible and read it. Even then, all the truth of Jesus will not be revealed in one reading. It is too much for us to absorb. We are designed in such a way, and the Word of God is designed in such a way, that the more we read the Bible, the more we understand. In fact, we will see things in the written Word that we did not see in previous readings. More is revealed to us as we study the Word. The Spirit gives us ever-increasing insight, but we must put forth the initiative. For example, The Bible says nothing about computers or insider trading, road rage, or nuclear weapons. Yet when we study the word faithfully, the Spirit of God places in our minds and hearts what is acceptable behavior, what is the right thing to do, and what is not. The Spirit makes possible a deeper understanding of what Jesus means for one's own time, without betraying the core truth of Jesus' original revelation. Jesus' truth comes through loud and clear, with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, even for life in the 21st century. Some people excuse their doubts with, well, of course the apostles believed they lived with Jesus. They heard Jesus' voice. I too would believe if I saw Jesus standing right here in front of me, If he spoke to me, that is why Jesus said, when the Spirit comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. It would have been to everyone's disadvantage for Jesus to stay. He was in human form and governed by the laws of humanity. That means he could only address those in his presence. As a man, how far could he have traveled? And his body would not have lasted for centuries, for millennia. But the Spirit of God, also the Spirit of Jesus, is here for all time. He is not limited by space and time. He can help me and you at the same time. He's here in Bethany today and in Grace Baptist in St. Helens and Peace Lutheran in Post Falls, Idaho and the Military Chapel in Madrid, Spain and Saint Peter's Basilica in the Vatican City. He was with James in Jerusalem, Paul in Ephesus and Jason in Thessalonica simultaneously. He was with Peter, Alexander the Great, Thomas More, Corey ten Boom, and Billy Graham, each in their time in history. The Spirit can only offer what comes from Jesus, but he is able to do so everywhere at once. Jesus said that the Father has given everything to the Son in terms of power and knowledge Jesus, in turn, gave as much of all that to the disciples as they could absorb up to that point. However, when the Spirit comes, the process of giving to others what the Father and Son share will continue and deepen. Invite the Spirit of God within you to open your mind and heart to receive his godly wisdom. Then open your Bible and prepare to be amazed. And remember to open your Bible again tomorrow and every day, expecting to be taught and see your faith grow and deepen. Amen.